It's time to watch your favorite TV program. Hit record on your VHS player. Tune in your NES and join Alan Price and Chris Fint with their views as we deploy Operation RetroShock. Welcome to episode 8 of Operation Retroshock. I am Alan Price and alongside me as always is... I'm Chris Fint. Oh, I was too early that time. <laughs> he interrupts me on my birthday show. He doesn't have flipping decency to let me finish speaking. No, have you not, finished? No, no, he's not going to talk. Have you finished? Sorry. I don't want to speak over you. Yes. Okay. Right. Hello. Where are we here? We are here. Yes, we are we are here to hoe on my birthday. <laughs> I'll leave the room then. <laughs> there may be children listening. But uh, <laughs> yes, this is a uh, you could say a special episode in the sense very of special episode. I would say very special episode. Not only because it is my birthday, but we are solely focusing on Thundercats. But more specifically. Um, as everybody will have known from listening to episode 7 or the last episode of Masters Universe Chronicles. We have a special guest this episode. And I, when I say special, I mean very special. Yes. Why is that, Chris? Because it's Larry Kenny who voiced Lionel and Jackalman in the original 1980s Thundercats. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then I, I still listen to the promo near enough every day of what he did for us because it's just awesome. Which you will hear probably after the Larry, uh, Larry, after the Larry interview. Yeah, if my mouth would work. Yes. It is awesome. You, it can is. Tell, you can tell we're all kind of taken aback here, everyone, because it was one hell of an experience to interview such a man. Yeah. But uh, you'll probably figure that out when you hear it anyway, because we're kind of like, aha, aha. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but you were more starstruck than I was because I've interviewed some celebs. You were like, hello, Mr. Le- 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 yes, yeah. yes. You have the experience, but it was uh, still very nice and an enjoyable experience. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, uh, there's but, voice uh, number one. Voice number one in the evening. Well, it already did Macho Man. Yeah. Uh, but I think we need to bother to explain everything that's going to be on this show. No, you keep on harping on that it's your birthday. Now, uh, show. Now, it's well... Mention number six or so there. Yes. Now, while we're recording this, it is not your birthday. Yes. But I am going to give you your joke present, which I have not wrapped oh, because no. this... Don't be looking. You'll oh, just hear no. a door open I knew, here. I knew he was going to do this. I knew he was going to do this. Here we go. Right. Hello. Can I open my eyes yet? No. You can. Oh, what? <laughs> Where in the hell did you get that? I'm not telling you. Oh, dear. Um, I we try and describe. <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> as everybody will have picked up from the uh, past few episodes, uh, having reviewed Pokemon, uh, what was it, episode four now, was it? It seems like ages ago, because you just keep on harping on about it. It seems ages ago now, but uh, as Chris said there, I have been completely re-obsessed with watching Pokemon and the games and all that sort of stuff since doing that episode, and he has got me as a joke present a Pokemon Diamond and Pearl badge pack. (laughs) 
So he has, and there's a uh, badge of Pikachu, there's a badge of Ash, there's a badge with the Pokemon logo, and there's a badge of a Pokeball. Which is class. I actually quite like that. Yeah. And this was meant to be a joke present? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is not my main present. Oh, well, if you're happy enough for that, yeah, yeah, I'll, ke- I'll keep your main present then. That's very nice, thank you very much. I will probably have to post a picture up on the forums, <laughs> just so everybody can see it and laugh. Along with us, yes. But yes, thank you very much. That is there to go in your poker poker hat then. My poker hat, yeah. yes. I'll have to show my poker hat off on my uh, birthday or something <laughs> like that. Wear my birthday and touch my wee. Yeah, depress our listeners even more, why don't you? <laughs> but yes, thank you very much. I knew you were going to do something like that. You crazy fool, you. <laughs> <laughs> right, can we tell them what's going to happen now? You can do, eh? Right. Well, the plan for the show is as such. Uh, firstly, uh, before we do the uh, interview, we are going to uh, talk a little bit about our good friend James Etalk. Now, speaking of which, James yes. Etalk has um, pre-orders up for his book. Now, it's the unofficial guide to He-Man Master Universe, which basically harks on the filmation cartoon and stuff. Mm-hmm. does, like, um, synopsis of all the episodes, and that's, like... 130, uh, 132, I think it is, episodes, which is a lot of it stuff. a lot of stuff. Yeah. You put so, a lot of work into it. Like. Exactly. So, if you like James's work, and if you don't, there's something drastically wrong with you, the likes of Serial Geek Magazine, he's done that there. So, um, yeah, what we'll actually do is, whenever we're posting this, um, there has been today the... Um, the link to it on the Pop Culture Network forums, or on the main page, but it's also on the Master Universe Chronicles part on the forums. Uh, but whenever um, we're releasing this, we'll make sure that it's... Um, on, on Facebook, on everything as on well. On Facebook, and then it's on iTunes, so whenever people are looking, they can actually just click on it and then go there to buy. Now, uh, what is happening is, with pre-ordering it, you're paying for it, but the more pre-orders that he yeah, actually gets, the sooner he releases it. The sooner he releases it. So if we all get behind James and we support this book, as well as supporting this book, and then we get it sooner, if he gets a lot of sales from this, hopefully he'll do a Shira one and maybe a 2002 Mike Young production like book, that kind of thing. And in this day and age, you can't get enough He-Man stuff. Well, I sure as heck can't. But um, we just wanted to put that out because James E. Talk is well, personally, a good friend of mine, and just He's- wish him. He's good friends to the show as well because he does a hell of a lot for us, lot. Yeah, but it's just a case of um, if you are a He-Man fan, you know, obviously we're talking about Thundercats and that's all fine and dandy, but we don't have that Thundercat book. We have Masters Universe 1, so go there, pre-order it. I think it's £12 for people in the UK. I think it's a bit more for people in the US and the rest of the world. But that I, think inclu- I think it's maybe about 18 or something. Like but that. that includes shipping. So yep. you've already paid shipping. It's not like you're paying 18 pounds and then you're paying more. But all those things are there. You find a bit more about James, you know, like the the guy behind the book. And, uh, yeah, just go there. And uh, while you're waiting, why don't you go to Serial Geek and buy one of his issues? On Which, PDF. again, he is going to be announcing the future of that as well very soon. Yes. Of the future yep. three episodes of... Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, not three episodes, three... Uh, editions of Serial Geek, which everybody's waiting with bated breath on. Okay, well... Plus, plus finally, the book is Pixel Dan approved, and that says something. <laughs> Chris isn't impressed with me saying that now. No, it's Chris Hunt approved, and that's all it is. It's done by Dan, James Etoch. Dan, do you hear this? Do you hear this? He doesn't <laughs> so care about Pixel your approval? Dan thinks. I don't care about <laughs> Pixel Dan thinks. He thinks we're English, for goodness sake. Instead of vote E, Dan. 
<laughs> we've done that before. Yeah. <laughs> and then after we have interviewed uh, Larry, we will be uh, announcing our competition winner. Yes. Which we have had some very funny entries and some crazy entries, so to say, of yeah. crazy experiences. I think people didn't understand that it was an online, because we had a few that had nothing to do with being <laughs> online yes. whatsoever. So that's good, you know, you sent us stories about that, but we will be doing one down the line where it focuses on your funniest gaming experience yeah. but uh, it doesn't have to be online it can be offline as well so re you can resubmit your entries and uh, i know we got one to do with dead space and then um i got one as well which was an online one um but uh we'll discuss that later on discuss it later discuss it later but yes that's fine we will go to a short advertisement break which will last a minute or, or less so or less or so and then we'll come back and we will have an interview segment with Larry Lionel Kenny Kenny Kennedy no that's not his name that's Kenny sorry Larry Kenny yeah so enjoy and then uh, once we've finished with um, Mr. Kenny we will announce our competition winner with the possibility of launching a new competition mm, what's that about A? Eh? ho ho What's up, folks? You are listening to Operation Retroshock with crazy cool Chris Vent and awfully awesome Alan Price. If one of your favorite retro memories happens to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, then by all means, check out Radical Retro Turtle Toy Talk on PopCultureNetwork.com. Every week we get reacquainted with old friends from the original Playmates TMNT toy line. Fab Four fans, new and old, won't be sorry for checking it out. That's Radical Retro Turtle Toy Talk, and you can only find it on PopCultureNetwork.com. Turtle Power! Oh, Lionel! We're not... <coughs> What's the matter, Snark? <laughs> it's when Wiley Cat and Kid are pretending to be the most helpful that they're dropping their pens on the thing while I'm talking. And keep your foot off that blasted Somo flange. Why, Somo? I have to do that again. I'm going to put this one right between her pretty. <laughs> That's the line of the show right here. Let's find the mega condenser. I'm saying that too fast. Let's find the mega condenser. What's wrong, Lion-O? What, what's here again? That thing, that, that mega thing. Want me to say it? Yes! Thunder! 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 Thundercats! I'm going too high! Hello everybody and welcome back to Operation Retroshock. Uh, we have a very special guest with us today. Uh, I would like to introduce uh, Larry Kenny, the uh, voice of Lino and Thundercats. Hello Larry, uh, welcome hello. to the show. Hello, hello Chris, hello Alan and uh, hello everybody. <laughs> Mr. Kenny, uh, do you mind if we call you Larry? 
I wish you would. I prefer that. <laughs> okay. Uh, Larry, it's a pleasure to have you on. You're actually our first interview in Operation Retroshock, so we've set the bar very high for ourselves, so I think people are going to have to pull jump over it, you know, to try and um, so feature... I'm, your... I'm, the, I'm the very first interview on the. On the yes, interview. you are indeed, yeah. What do, I, what do I win for that, Chris? Um, we'll sort you out with maybe a Thundercats uh, <laughs> prize. Um, we'll send you a recording of me impersonating Snarf or something. <laughs> that 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 would be great. That would okay. be perfect. Okay. Uh, do you mind with a crack on with the crescents then, Larry? Let's crack on. Let's do it. Crack not on, a, Alan. Not a problem. As um, you say, uh, let's uh, put it on the train and see if it gets off in uh, in London. <laughs> <laughs> well, sir, uh, how did you get started in voice acting? Was it a career choice or was it just something you enjoyed doing? Well, uh, both really. I, um, <clears throat> I was always doing voices when I was a kid. I was one of those, here, here in America, we call it a class clown. I'm sure you have a phrase for people over there. The, the one or two guys in every, in every school classroom who were constantly joking and upsetting the teachers, you know. Little, <laughs> I, I always joke that I, I wish I had a nickel for every teacher or professor in my life who said, Mr. Kenny, I hope when you grow up you find a way to make a living with your little funny voices. And your <laughs> Actually, I do have a nickel for every one of them now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I was always I was always enamored of uh, even when I was uh, ten or eleven years old, uh, comedians and impressionists, guys who did funny voices and and impressions of people. I'd watch them on TV and and mimic them at, at home, you know. And then when I began in radio when I was fifteen years old, I began as a disc jockey playing playing the Beatles and things like that. And and I would intersperse uh, in my banter on the, as a disc jockey, I would intersperse little original characters that I made up and, uh, and do some impressions and things like that. And uh, that continued on. And then um, after I had been in radio for several years, I moved to, uh, I got a job in a major city, Cleveland, Ohio, and uh, learned very quickly that you could make a lot more money doing commercial, radio and television commercials okay. in a short period of time than you could sitting in a, at a microphone for four hours and, <laughs> and playing records. So I continued radio. I continued doing radio for many years, but... But, uh, uh, but radio and television commercials and animated series and movie trailers and things like that became uh, actually my biggest source of income after several years. Okay, so obviously people may or may not know you as the voice of Lionel, Lord of the Thundercats. Um, mm -hmm. So it's nice to sit down and actually talk to Lord as well, I have to say that. Well, um, <laughs> yes, thank you. Now, actually, I must, I must interrupt you and correct you. I was the Lord of the Thundercats in the original series. Now, are you aware over there that, that there's a new series beginning next year? We yes, are yes, that's one of our questions that we're uh, going to ask you. So well, there will be a new Lion-O, and I don't know what the actor's name is. I haven't met any of the actors. Uh, we've already recorded one episode, but I did, not, I did not fly to Los Angeles to do that. I did it from a studio in New York. Uh, but I'm playing Claudius, who is actually Lion-O and Tigra's father. Mm -hmm. The first few episodes, uh, at least, of the new series will be kind of a prequel to to the original series in that we, we find Claudius, who was the father of Tigra and Lionel, and he, of course, was Lord of the Thundercats. He's now at a, at a, at a situation where he's, he's getting old and trying to determine which of his sons to pass the mantle down to. Sweet. Brilliant. Of course, we, know, we all know who it ends up being. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, um, with you working on Thundercats, um, were you there to audition solely for Lionel, and do you remember what the first day on the job was like? Yes, I do. Yes, um, and you're talking about in the original series, yes. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, back in 1983, uh, one summer day, I got a call from my agent and said, uh, this is this is the way our business works. You'll get a call from your agent and telling you, okay, tomorrow at 10 a.m. you'll be at such and such a place for an audition, and then at noon you'll be at this place to re, you know to record a commercial, things like that. They kind of direct your day for you. Well, one day they called and said you have an audition. Let's say next Tuesday at uh, 2 p.m. at such and such a place for a new um, animated uh, cartoon series called Thundercats, mm-hmm. and they sent me some. Uh, this was before emails, of course, but <laughs> yeah, they mailed me some uh, couple of scripts and uh, pages of scripts and some pictures of the characters, you know. Uh, and uh, so the appointed time came, and I went to this place, and uh, uh, there were pictures on the walls of each of the characters, and the people there would tell you when you sat down, they would tell us in groups, uh, okay, here's what the series briefly is going to be about, and then... Um, once you decide which characters you'd like to read for, to audition for, we'll tell you what the the uh, characters' characteristics are and things like that. So that's what you did. And then when it was my turn to go in and record an audition, I said, I'd, I'd like to read for this, this, that, and this other character. And I recorded my bit, and they said, thank you very much. And like, like uh, with everything else I do in my business, you go home, and then either you hear from them in a few days saying, congratulations, you've got the job, or you never hear from them. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, I heard from them. And... and um, so that was what the audition process was like. Now, the second part of your question was, do I remember the first day of recording? Yes. I, I actually can't honestly say I remember the first day, but uh, because, I mean, we recorded over a period of three years. Uh, yeah, we actually began in 1983. People don't realize that. It, 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 the program didn't go on the air until 85, but we, um, we started in late 83. So we were recording a little over a year, year and a half before it actually went on the air. Uh, so... 130 episodes of that show. We did 65 episodes of Silverhawks, and I think 65 episodes of Tiger Sharks. So I really don't remember the first day, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember every day as being wonderful. It was basically the same cast in all those shows, and uh, I mean it was one of the greatest experiences I've ever had in the business. The people I worked with, you know, the cast and the crew and the engineers, the writers, the animators were just so great. We became like a family, and it was. Nice. Of course, it's fun to do a cartoon show anyway, but it was great. So, so, no, I can't remember the first day, but uh, they were all you, great days. You have fond memories of working there anyway, which... Oh, uh, yeah, very, some of the best memories of my life, the most fun, certainly, uh, we're doing. Because, I mean, most of what I do, you know, is, is um, commercials, you know, and I'll say, um, new bowl three detergent fabric softener. Buy some detergent. <laughs> or... Um, Count Chocula cereal. Well, I've been Count Chocula for, for more than I don't. Do you have, do you have Count Chocula cereal in? in uh, no, we, oh, we know of we it. Know of it yeah. Mm. No Count Chocula. Do you have um, uh, cocoa puffs? Oh yeah. Well, I did they have some of the cocoa bird in the commercials there. The cuckoo bird. Yes, the yes, bird yes. Goes, Up here, I won't go cuckoo for cocoa puffs. <laughs> well, that's, that's me. I've been doing that for thirty-two years. Oh dear! Very good. So uh, yeah. it's always fun to do cartoon characters because uh, you know you can be so dramatic and and uh, be bigger than life. You know. Mm-hmm. Was the voice of Lionel was it based on someone in particular, or was it just a voice that you came up with? Well, it's basically my voice. Uh, if you obviously, I mean, it's mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, it, it's if you listen to it and then listen to me talk, it it's just my voice. Of course, I'm I'm be more dramatic when I'm you know mm-hmm. Lionel. I mean, but it sounds pretty much like my voice, you know. It's just yeah. that when I'm talking to you, I don't go, 
Chris, Alan, <laughs> it's so nice to talk to you about Thundercats today. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, can we get a quick comparison? You've just done it for <laughs> me. <laughs> but it's basically my voice, and um, um, when I, as I recall, when we were auditioning, um, of course there were characters that were real characters. I also did Jackal Man, you know, he was a mutant. Yeah. And, uh, we must get that on the cash, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so those were fun to do, but but when it came to, as you'll remember, when it came to the, the Thundercats themselves, uh, we were all pretty just like human sounding. I mean, Tiger sounded like Peter Newman, Chitara, of course. And, you know, we didn't sound like animals. They didn't want, yeah. they didn't want us to sound half animal and half human, you know, even though the, even though the, the, the characters were that. They yeah. just wanted us to sound like people, which we did, you know. Okay. Um, what was your opinion of the scripts of, um, that were on the show? For example, those of Stephen Perry, who sadly passed away yeah, recently. Um, do you have any fond memories of Mr. Perry? I remember, I can honestly only tell you, I remember meeting Steve. Uh, he was at a Christmas party about the second year we were recording. Uh, he had come into town, and we always we had a Christmas party every year for the cast and crew. Mm-hmm. And uh, whatever the animators or anybody else happened, the writers happened to be in town, they would pop in. And I remember briefly meeting him and, and remembering what a nice guy he was. There were 150 people there, so I didn't really have a chance. I mean, there was, we had no conversation except, you know, Merry Christmas and all that sort mm-hmm. of thing. But what a horrible tragedy that was. Exactly, Definitely, exactly. Yeah. Our condolences go out to the Perry family about that. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, did you have any input in the actual Lionel character? Was there any of the mannerisms that, say, you maybe carried over from yourself, or uh, what he may or may not have said? Well, they they drew him to look exactly like me in those t- in the tights and leaves. <laughs> 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 um, not really uh, mannerisms, of course, because I was just doing the voice, you know. Um, but who knows? Because you know, the when you do an animated series, the, the voices are recorded first. I don't know if you knew that, but a lot of people ask me, do they do they do the animation first and then the actors, you know, try to match it? That would be almost impossible to do that. Mm-hmm. So we do the we do the voices first before anything is ever. Um, I mean, they they've made their drawings and they know what the characters look like. But we do the voices first, and it, it was sent to um, Tokyo, I think, and then. Um, and they animate to our voices. So it's possible that um, when they were animating and listening to my voice or our voices, maybe they, you know, as, as artists, I'm sure these animators and writers may have thought, maybe even subconsciously, my voice or my speaking mannerisms may have affected the way they drew the character, but I, I really don't know. Okay. <clears throat> the catchphrase, I'm not going to do you justice by going to Thundercats Ho and shouting at the top of my lungs, um, became synonymous for so many children. Um, how do you feel about being the main contributing factor to this? And also, there was a moral message near enough at the end of each of the programs. Um, did that make you feel good as well? It did, and it continues to do that because... Um, um, Thundercats uh, did have that, what we call it the Code of Thundera, you know, truth, yeah. loyalty. Truth, honor, loyalty, if memory serves. Exactly. Thank you for reminding me. I've <laughs> I <laughs> been doing my homework. <laughs> Very good. And, um, and of course, when we were doing the show, that was we all thought, well, that's nice. You know, hey, along comes, because back in, in that era, mid, mid-80s, <clears throat> before Thundercats, um, Many of the animated series for kids, and you have to remember this was not 
like late at night on cable TV. There was no cable TV back then, um, I don't think. But anyway, these were Saturday mornings, you know, and after school, and so they were directed solely at kids. But many of them had become um, um, a little violent, too well, violent. And yeah. there was a growing, a growing swell in this country. In fact, some woman organized a, a group of people that um, became very influential. Uh, she, they, they were upset about the violence in children's television programming, not just cartoons and other things, and in the, um, and in the uh, commerciality of it, of companies using cartoon shows to sell toys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of it had become just that, you know. So Rankin Bass, who produced Thundercats as well as all the other ones that we've done, and, um, they purposely made sat down and said, "Let's do a show that gets away from that. It's not violent." Mm-hmm. I mean, we had you know we had fights with Mumra and everything, but Thundercats' first instinct was always to settle it without violence, you know. Yeah, yeah. and if they wouldn't do it, then we'd break their leg. But. Uh, <laughs> And and the and the moral the, the moral code you know always always stressing and to this day I get emails from people who tell me in various ways that how important the show was to them when they were little when they were kids because of because of the uh, the moral code that it taught them and, and that means a lot to me it, it means a lot to all of us we we protect that I know whenever I get um, offers to do Lionel or Jackalman on some other cartoon show I did a Family Guy movie one time and other mm-hmm. things like that. I'm always very careful because I don't want to do anything that's going to, you know, denigrate the the, the feeling that, that people still have for Thundercats, you know. Yeah. Um, you mentioned toys there a wee while ago. Thundercats, um, it went a long time without such a major toy line. We had mm-hmm. some, but it wasn't, you know, out there major. Um, yeah. There's going to be the new mini statues coming on generally sh- uh, very soon. What's your opinion on these and uh, the Thundercats merchandise line in general? Well, uh, I'm, I'm mostly upset because I just, before I talk to you, I'm, I'm very upset. In fact, I just read my, my contract and I read the small mm-hmm. print. And I get absolutely nothing per, uh, um, per statue. <laughs> Goodness. Well, that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. No, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, what is it you, you folks say? I'm, I'm sending you up or I'm uh, taking, the, taking the piss. That's right. <laughs> oh, all right, okay. Okay, we'll wonder where you're going with that. <laughs> yes. I, here we say I'm putting you on, or I'm kidding you. Yeah. you know, right? If you say taking the urine, that's a bit cleaner. Huh? If you say you're taking the urine, that's a bit cleaner. <laughs> taking the urine, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, uh, um, I, I, I have no, I mean, I have nothing to do with the, uh, professionally, with the merchandising of that. I mean, that's, it, it's something that's a part of, of, especially today, more than it was, Thirty years ago, it's a part yeah. of them, uh, of these shows and what they do. They're going to do it anyway, and I, I have really had no opinion on it. You know. Okay. I know. I, I tell you one thing. I'm going to do though this time that I wasn't smart. None of us in the <laughs> who did the original Thundercats, not, nobody in that cast and crew that I know of anyway, was smart enough back then to stock up on, you know, um, all of the. You know the oh yeah to buy it all and then uh, all the, oh yeah all the we call them the figures uh, yeah acting figures if, if I had been smart I would have bought about a thousand Lionels <laughs> and never taken them out of the box and I'd be a very wealthy man today I see them on eBay for like a hundred and fifty dollars yeah it's scary yeah, I, I you know what I I have what I have in my little drawer here actually in my desk I have one Jackal Man figure with an arm broken off. <laughs> And that's all I 
Right, we're going to put a play out for anyone who has Thundercats merchandise to send it to us. We'll keep it, Alan, and then we'll pretend to send it to Larry Kenny. How about we do that? That would be nice of you. Send it to the send it to the old actor's home. And, uh, it'll be a mitzvah for you. Okay. Yeah, you mentioned there now that you voiced Lion O in both Family Guy, but you also did it in Robot Chicken as well. No, I did not. No, that was not you me didn't? in Robot Chicken. No. Yes. Doug McFarlane. <laughs> okay. As far, as far as I know, uh, and he had also done Lionel, uh, Lionel's voice previously on Family, um, not Family Guy, uh, other Robot Chicken things. But anyway, I, that is me on the. Uh, I think it's called Stewie Griffin: The Untold Story, or something. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I did that. That was me in that little brief, brief bit uh, as Lionel, um, but I did not do the Robot Chicken one. Okay, well, how did the Family Guy one come about, and did you enjoy doing it? <laughs> well, here's the deal. Uh, I was vaguely, at the time, I, a few years ago, I was familiar with Family Guy. I had seen a few minutes of it while going through the channels, you know, and I thought it was very, very funny. Mm-hmm. And um, then one day my agent calls and said, they want you to do a thing on Lionel on Family Guy. I said, no way. No, I, I'm sorry. I think it's a very funny show. I really do. But as I was telling you guys a few minutes ago, uh, I know it seems like hours, but a few minutes ago I was talking about how I like to protect the, you know, the tradition and the yes, mm-hmm. and and I just didn't think it was. I mean, come on, that show is a little, you know, a little raunchy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> again, is fine. I th- I happen to think it's funny. I'm not a prude. I just didn't think we should do a lion on that. <laughs> yeah. And um, um, well, my son at the time was about 19 years old, and he heard me on the phone and he. he hung up he said dad what are you crazy you gotta do you gotta do that <laughs> and I said Tanner you've seen that show well he goes in this long explanation of dad first of all it's, you know it's not 1983 anymore okay <laughs> these things are on late at night little kids don't see it and don't worry about your Thundercats fans they're not 12 anymore <laughs> they're 32 and they're watching Robot Chicken and they wouldn't be upset they would think it was the greatest thing in the world if they saw Lionel on this family guy thing yeah. So I said, I said, well, all right, have them send me a script, and I'll, you know, so I get the script, and I go, no way, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but it worked out. It was very, very funny, and I've never had one, uh, uh, one upset uh, fan email me or punch me in the nose on the street. <laughs> well, that's that's nice to hear, anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah. <clears throat> but I did not uh, get to work with. Uh, you asked about recording it. <clears throat> one of the reasons I also did it was I was very. Uh, familiar with Seth MacFarlane's work, I think he's a genius. And I thought, mm-hmm. well, I get to I get to fly out to L.A. and meet. Didn't happen. Again, <laughs> I was in a studio by myself uh-huh. in, in New York, and they were on the phone from L.A. with me, and and that's how we did it. So, so that's fun, unfortunate. Yeah, I never get free trips to Los Angeles. Anymore. Maybe you should put that in your contract as well. <laughs> that's what I should start doing. Yeah, yeah, I'll work, but you have to. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, but first I, I class all the way. Have, I wouldn't, they wouldn't have to pay for a hotel. My daughter lives out in Malibu. She's an actress. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, the Thundercats outtakes that hit the internet by storm? <laughs> <laughs> that sums I it all up. Yeah, we've had, to, we've had to go through and kind of clean them up a little bit just to put them in. <laughs> oh, you did, did you? Yes. Uh, yes. Why are, are some of them dirty? Yes, some of them are dirty. Yes, some of them are randy. Are they a little uh, blue? 
<laughs> yes, they are just a little bit. Lionel yeah. asks what the, and then there's a swear word, um, <laughs> is the samoflange, and here it is again, that effing thing. I've never heard Lionel swear at snarf before, but it was quite hilarious. Would you like to? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, we can edit this out. Yes, please. What the f- is a samoflange? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was, it's funny because, uh, you know, again, we did record the show like in 1983 to 85, and, and 25 years go by. I don't know, how long has it been? Is it 30 years yet? Almost 30 years go by. And this new thing comes in the horizon called the Internet. <laughs> <laughs> and, and suddenly, sooner or later, somebody comes up to you and says, you know, I was, uh, I was surfing the web last night just Googling, you know, I Googled Thundercats, and it was great to read about it on Wikipedia, and then I see this thing that says Thundercats Outtakes. <laughs> says, uh-oh. <laughs> spaghetti And when I first uh, went on there, and I'm listening to him, I thought, oh, no, no, the fans, again, the fans are going to, well, the fans aren't 12 anymore. You know? But at first I thought, oh, my God, and... Uh, now, of course, everybody, except for China, everybody in the world knows. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, does it surprise you that some 25 plus years on, that's quite scary, Thundercats is still remembered fondly in the hearts of many 80s children like myself and Alan? Well, thank you. That's very nice of you to say. I, uh, it doesn't surprise me, no, and I think because um, uh, even the, although. Now, with especially with the um, lately since the news of the um, new series has been announced, of course I'm getting more and more emails and reading more and more about it and things like that. But over the years, I've always either when I've met people or, or when people who write me or, or whatever who are Thundercats fans, there's there's always been you know people who would tell me would say how much the show meant to them and things like that. And I, and I go to a lot of these Comic Cons. You're familiar with those, aren't you? Those, Yes, yes, the mm-hmm. San Diego one, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm going to Miami uh, next week for one, and then uh, Mississippi. I'm, I'm scheduled to go to Wales in October. Oh, very good. First, oh, lovely. Yeah, the first um, Welsh countdown. <laughs> so anyway, um, so of course when I go to those and sign autographs for a couple of days and do these um, um, question and answer things, uh, uh, it, it, I've always known. Uh, it's always uh, refreshes my knowledge of cool. what, what the show means to people you know so i'm not surprised at all okay so you were saying at the start there that uh um you were doing the voice for claudus um Lionel's father yeah. um were you asked to actually reprise this and or was the plan simply to pay homage to the original show by voicing Lionel's father yeah that's that's the that's the understanding i have um when my agent called me she's she actually then forwarded me an email from somebody at Warner Brothers. Somebody mm-hmm. had, at Warner Brothers had emailed my agent, uh, uh, you know, asking about would I be interested in participating in the show. So my agent forwarded that to me, and it was it, it, from that the wording of that. The, my understanding was that they um, they said, "Well, we're 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 going to do this new Thundercats series," and they said something like. Um, we thought it would be a wonderful thing if Larry Kenny would be involved, mm-hmm. um, and they said we—I forget what the wording was—but something, something like um, um, we thought it would be re- very appropriate if, if, if Mr. Kenny was uh, to, to play Lionel's father. Mm-hmm. And um, my first thought was, I want to be Lionel again. <laughs> <laughs> I can still do it. I don't blame me. 
I can't still get into the leotard, but I can still do the one. But I understand why. It's going to be a whole different look, a whole different sound. And, of course, it, what would be the point of it? To do a new show and bring all the same voices back. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. It would have been nice. But but I think it's nice that they did this homage, as you said. Uh, it's French word, isn't it? I Come think on. so. Yeah, <laughs> I know you don't like the French, so well, nobody likes the French. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. I'm mostly, I'm mostly kidding. <laughs> it's just the way they speak. I don't know. It's uh, you know, <laughs> So there we are. We've had a sneak preview of what Claude sounds like. Then is that what he sounds like? That's exactly what he sounds like. He's French. I'm sorry to give you the impression. Sacré bleu, know. You must get the sort of omens. Are you able to give us a sneak peek of what he sounds like? I can't. No, I'm not allowed to use the voice. No, seriously, seriously. Until the show hits the air. Or until Warner Brothers decides that they're going to play it in promos and things like that. No, Yeah, they're very guarded with that kind of thing. As a matter of fact, I found out about a, four or five weeks ago that email I was just talking about uh, that I was going to do the show or that I was being invited to do the show. And then when we agreed to do it and the contract was signed and I got in the studio, um, well, part of the contract says that I agree, and, and this is standard in our business, yeah. I agree uh, not to even divulge that there is a new series because nobody knew about it. Yeah. And, and I was told that I could not see, um I promised that I would not, um, uh, you know, talk about it publicly, or you know, maybe my family does about it, and certainly yeah, not yeah. to uh, certainly not to um, uh, paparazzi like you. <laughs> <laughs> I would not until, until after uh, Warner Brothers press release, which they released the day after we recorded it. So, but so I can still talk about it, but I'm I don't mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not supposed to. No, that's fine. No, that's fine. Everybody be, they want everybody to be surprised uh, and, and anxious to hear what everybody's going to sound like. You know? That's true because it's understandable for the likes of Warner Brothers today, is because uh, everything can leak so easily nowadays with the uh, internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but like Thundercats, I takes really. Yeah, well, I yeah. Can tell you, I, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> far away, far away. Well, I was just going to say. Um, uh, gee, I forget what I was going to say now. <laughs> don't get old. Don't get old. It's a real, bu- it's a bitch. Uh, but, um, oh, I, I can't, I can't do the voice for you, but I can tell you, I can describe it. It's okay. basically uh, Lion O. The voice I did is Lion O. As an older man. <laughs> oh, so so that's, you can picture that. Grand Lion O. Well, you, I mean, it's. Uh, I think they wanted it to be. They didn't actually tell me this. In fact, they didn't give me give me any direction. They just said, "You are Mr. Kenny. Show us what you're going to do." And I said, "Okay." So, okay, let's do it this way. I can't do the voice for you. Not it. a problem. Um, but, well, um, imagine, just hear, hear what you can do. We can imagine this: mm. if, if I were just doing myself as like uh-huh. a ninety-year-old man. It would Fair probably enough. sound like something like this. You know what I'm saying? It's still <laughs> my voice, but it's older and has more authority and wisdom. Oh, my God, I bet that's what he sounds like. Because we won't know. <laughs> we won't know. I'm just guessing that's what he would sound like. <laughs> anyway, is there any hints at what the future holds for Mr. Larry Kenny? Death. We all know that. <laughs> oh, way to bomb us out. I'm a realist. Uh, we're all going to die. <laughs> You're telling us not to get old, and then you're telling I'm, us everyone's going to die. Next thing you know, there'll be no Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, God, you know what's going to happen. Oh, geez, I can just see it now. Somebody's going to hear this and, and not hear it in context. And the internet the next day, Larry Kenny dying. 
<laughs> we should start that rumor whenever we hang up. Larry Kenny planning his death. No, I'm just I'm kidding. I'm kidding everybody. I, I intend to live forever. Okay. Um, finally, is there anything you would like to say to your loyal Thundercats followers and the many fans? Yes. Uh, same thing I have said for the last uh, 25 or 30 years. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being such great fans. Um, we uh, One of the things that all of us who worked on the show still talk about when we see each other, those of us who survive, of course, we lost uh, two wonderful gentlemen. Bob McFadden passed away a few years ago. Mm-hmm. He was Snarf, and uh, and the wonderful uh, Earl Hammond, who was uh, Mumra, mm-hmm. has passed away. But uh, the rest of us who see each other once still talk about how, how what a wonderful time doing it. Not only just recording the show, and uh, occasionally we'll talk about all the money we made. <laughs> but that doesn't make any difference. We'd have done it for free, you know. <laughs> but okay. seriously, uh, and and to each of us, every one of us has to feel the same way about about what it's how it's actually enriched our lives in terms of get the money and all that stuff. Um, because of what the show means to people like you and all the fans, and how you trans- transmit that to us and let us know that constantly. I get thousands of emails a year, and, and now with, e- with Facebook and everything, you know, people can just post it. It's, it's still warms my heart, and I'm, I probably am sounding lame, but I don't care. It warms my heart well. to read, to be in, to be in. If you stop and think yourself, whatever field of work you're in, if you are able to do something in your life that you really, really enjoy doing, maybe you made some money from it too, but that that means so much to so many people all around the world. And you can be proud of being a part of that's 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 uh, pretty pretty rare in this world, I think, and I feel lucky about that. Fantastic! That's a <laughs> lovely way. <laughs> <laughs> I love you people so much. We'll have we'll have to put a warning when this goes out. Everybody have your tissues ready to cry. And the Oscar goes to Larry Kenny. <laughs> hey guys, it's been great. Is, is there anything else you'd like to know from me? That's everything. We just want to thank you sincerely, Larry, for coming on and being our first interview. It's been a joy just to sit down and hear some of your thoughts about the past Thundercats and what's going to happen in the future with a certain father of Lionel and what he may sound like. So uh, from Alan and myself, we sincerely thank you and uh, wish you the best of luck for all your future endeavours. Chris and Alan, thank you so much and the same to you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very uh, much, sir. And join us after the break then, and uh, we'll come back and announce our competition winner. Hi, my name is James Etook, and you're listening to Operation Retro Shock, which covers all things retro, much like Serial Geek magazine. Head over to SerialGeek.com to buy the glossy magazine dedicated to the cartoons of the 80s, like He-Man, She-Ra, Transformers, Thundercats, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, G.I. Joe, etc., etc. Hey guys, I'm Rob Bass from Not Mitten Box, and you're with Chris Vint and Alan Price, and this is Operation Retro Shock, only on the Pop Culture Network. Hello 
everybody, and welcome back from an absolutely amazing interview. It has to be one of the highlights of my life, as sad as that sounds, but I've always wanted to talk to somebody who's voiced something on a show. And, and you get many better than Larry Kelly. No, and just the fact that he did the voice of Jackalman, he did the voice of Lion-O. All of which you'll have heard. Yes, and uh, obviously give us an uh, insight as to what the Claudus will sound like. Um, and hint, uh, one or two wee hints towards the uh, new Thundercats. <laughs> it was quite funny. He was trying to give us hints at the voice, but uh, he kind of went a wee bit over the top there. <laughs> yes, yes, he, but uh, keep that to yourself. Shh. Don't tell nobody. Well, <laughs> no. Tell them about the podcast, but don't tell anybody the aficionados. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, Alan, <coughs> since we have done the interview, and uh, people are probably sitting there going, "Did I win that competition?" And the fact is, it's did no they yet. win? <laughs> yeah. If you're listening yeah. to this, you didn't win. Because I entered. Listening to this, <coughs> I entered, and I said, "I was playing Resident Evil Five with my friend," and back. I got shot in the back in the face. The arms and all that. For a matter of eighty dollars. Eighty dollars of Kentucky Red Eye. <laughs> what are you talking about, Willis? Future Part Three. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> uh, see, it's all it's all good now. Okay, competition time. Yes. Who entered? People. People. Yes. Very good. We have we have the entry that won. Yeah. Which we call the winner. Winner! <laughs> yes. And uh, it has not been fixed, it has not been rigged. But the funniest one, and the one we actually got an MP3 file for, was Mr. Lawrence Case. It's quite hilarious. Yes, so we will play that for you right now. Over to you, Lawrence. Hello, guys, this is Lawrence, uh, your good buddy from Boot Vegas and the Ministry of Slam. I'm just phoning up to give you a, to enter the competition um, from the last Operation Retro Shop podcast. Uh, basically, uh, me and my chums were um, playing Ghostbusters on the Xbox 360 online, and uh, we were playing it all day on a Sunday. It was a really good day, and uh, well, obviously, I'm a really big Ghostbusters fan. I live my life by the rules of the Ghostbusters, and I've never crossed the streams. But this one time, we were playing Ghostbusters online, and there was this other dude jumped in our game, which we weren't very happy about. So we decided we'd cross the streams to see, uh, you know, just to, 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 well, because we wanted to end it there because we didn't like the dude. And we crossed the streams, and which we'd never done before, and it blew us all up, and it killed the other dude as well. And luckily, we got an achievement for it as well. So uh, don't always live your life by the rules of the Ghostbusters. So uh, that's my um, my entry for the uh, competition, guys. Great podcast, really enjoying it, and uh, good luck with the future shows. Goodbye. I absolutely love that. <laughs> yes, that was very funny. So Lawrence won. Ghostbusters. No, he didn't win. Ghostbusters. He won that Gears of War figure. Yes. But we're going to go on and we're going to say that, Lawrence, congratulations on that one. And here's another competition for anyone who has a PlayStation 3 console. Why do we have to be so generous to people? I don't know. It's because we're nice guys. Well, you know, we kind of so are. Some, some people would say we have too much money. Well, we do. Is this, are you showing me which game we can give away? Yeah, which one? Um. <laughs> I'll close my eyes and then switch them around. <sighs> Goodness da, sake. Da, 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 that one. Okay. Which is Prince of Persia. Now, it's not the new one. It's the one that's before that. No, it's not Prince of Persia, actually, because inside it is Oblivion. Well, okay, we'll give that away instead. I actually <laughs> did not know that. Um, yeah, so it's the Elder Scrolls for Oblivion. 
Um, which kind of... Uh, I'm trying to think now because we've deviated from what we originally talked about. Yes, but it is actually <laughs> um, a game that you will get plenty of hours of play out of. Yes. So what we would like to know is, obviously we've had your best online experience, and then people have sent in, people have talked to me on Facebook, and people sent me messages on I, Facebook. I've had the same people have been asking, you know, why, why does it have to be online? Because, you know, maybe, some, yeah. well, a good amount of people don't actually bother to play online. Yeah. They have their own wee experiences from playing late at night or something like that, yeah. and uh, being freaked out. But this is what this competition is for now. Yes. So, if you have any funny stories about whenever you're playing multiplayer with somebody, if you're playing the game by yourself, if you've beaten the game in a record time or whatever, we need to go back and find that whenever you've d- decided to do a cheat in Pokemon and then all your Pokedex get wiped out. I thought that was a pretty funny story, Alan, but you can't enter. So, uh, all you have to do then is just enter with your best gaming offline experience. So, doesn't include any online because you've had that chance, it's gone now, it's offline. Uh, we're still online, but they're offline. Uh, so what you need to do is email us at vintoman at popculturenetwork.com or Alan Price at popculturenetwork.com or what you can do is send us a small, about 30 second, 2 minute um, mp3 file. Uh, we can send that to us on the email address that we've given you, or you can go on to Skype, and if I'm online, I will have a chat with you, record it, and or you can leave a voicemail, and my username is vento 316 Pop Culture Network. Um, I'm very disappointed in the likes of Pixel Dan and Devol and Killen, but who did not enter. We enter their competitions, <laughs> and they did not have the gratitude or anything to enter ours. So I'm expecting them to enter ours. And I'm expecting the contributors to enter this one as well. Is that an ultimatum? No, it's not a born <laughs> ultimatum or anything because it's a good film. But uh, no, it's just... Uh, I don't know whether they thought that they couldn't enter or thought no, we'll give it to somebody else. But now it's a PlayStation 3 game up for grabs. I think that uh, they'll go for that um, because Oblivion will give you lots of hours of gameplay. Um, plus, it's um, with the PlayStation 3 there's not a region on it like the Xbox so it'll work anywhere in the world but will only ship to the UK. <laughs> <laughs> because it's cheaper for us. He is joking. Yes, it's free, but you have to pay for shipping. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's such a cruel man. I am indeed. Yes, but if it is in case of, we will get it sent to you as soon as possible, as we have said in our previous competition, and it will be recorded. Quite literally. What do you mean? What we record us for posting it? Hello, can I post that to America, please? And the woman go like, "Hello, that's for pound seventy, love." And be like, "What? No, I want to post it." When do people speak like that here? Again, we're not that on. It's weaker, like you know, weaker means good. Um, but that's the way people in our no, country. no, 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 not the way people just talk here. Um, not to sound posh or anything. Oh yeah, but the common for this country is speak a bit like common as book, as they say. Um, so what are we uh, yet to cover, Alan? Before we go, next show is going to be interesting <laughs> because, because we, we don't. No, he is joking, of course, everybody, but uh, we are going, it's going to be our gaming one. I'm starting to lose track now of um, them because we're doing these at such a query rate of knots now, and... Uh, well, our last episode was Mr. Sweeney Halleck, which was games-related, so yes. then this one here will be uh, games-related. 
So you picked two games, and I picked two games. So what were the two games that you wanted to talk about? I forgot them. <laughs> <laughs> I've ba been busy. Busy doing what? Right, Banjo Kazooie was one of them. Yes, Star Fox. Okay, right, and mine was mine was Marvel versus Capcom, and the Which other sadly will no doubt end up progressing into an impromptu Alan versus Chris. Yes, it will do because I want to because this is you. because this is him wanting to get his revenge for me beating him in split second because split second was meant to be my specialist area. And <laughs> uh, what we're going to do then is my other pick is going to be Super Star Wars and the SNES, which will tie in nicely. Yay! Episode 10! <laughs> no, it's going to be episode 9.5. Why do you have to be difficult? Because it annoys you, and that's what I live for. Yeah, he does. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. But yes, that will tie into episode 10, which uh, is going to be on Chris's favourite movie series of all the times. <laughs> what, Star Wars films? Yes. And we have a couple of guests. We shall indeed have a couple of guests. Uh, numero uno being uh, pop culture head honcho and, well, part head, hon head honcho, <laughs> even Alan behind uh, Mr. Killen, that is Pixel Dan. Yes, and it'll be fun to hear Pixel Dan's views on the Star Wars saga and whether he will bring in. Christopher Lamina, Orchidus. Yes, we're going in the water now. Our next guest will be in Mr. Abyss from Not a Minting Box. <laughs> He'll probably get a kick out of that, that, the fact that I did that because he's not a fan of Jar Jar but wanted to hear me do the voice and have it recorded so people could hear it. So there you are, Mr. Bass. Mr. Rob Bass will be our other guest. So it'll be Mr. Alan Price, Mr. Chris Vint, Mr. Rob Bass, and Mr. Pixel Dan. Yearly. No, he doesn't have a last name. It's just Mr. Pixel Dan. His first name is Pixel and his last name is Dan. Is that in his birth certificate? No, it's on his mailbox. He took a picture of it and said Mr. And his, <laughs> wife's, called, his wife's called Mrs. Pixel Dan. Mrs. Pixel Dan. Yep. yep. <laughs> oh, why? Exactly. Yeah, but <clears throat> it's going to be fun because we're going to cover all six Star Wars. We're not going to go with the way they came out. We're going to go one, two, six. Um, I've also um, asked the guys where would they rank it so it would be a case of say episode 1 if that's your favourite is going to be number 1 obviously <laughs> yeah uh -huh. I really cannot see that uh -huh. happening I can see hey, uh, Mason, I'm going to do your knees then <laughs> no only the Northern Ireland listeners will get that yeah um, that's not a threat um, <laughs> but it would be a case of you know from episode 1 to 6 they review one to six, you know, like so. Empire Strikes Back, which will probably be maybe some people's favorite. They would say that would be number one. It's what? It's yours. It's not mine. Because you have to be different. No, but I have a story as to why the film that is my favorite is my favorite. I have an idea of what said story is, but you will just have to wait for that. Yes. So to play us out, we have some things. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, well. Okay, oh. sound like a freight train coming in, but anyway. So, uh, yeah, we just want to thank you all for listening. As we said at the start, make sure that you go over to buy Mr. James Etog's book. He's been Chris Fint. Have I? Oh, sorry, were you queuing something up? Do you want to start that again? Son. 
Sonny. Sonny. Try it again. But yes, get Jamesy Todd's book. It'll be proper Boatelli. What are you trying to say? That you've been Chris Fent. And you've been Alan Price. Indeed, and we shall see you next time. Bye. I got my two by four. I got the American flag. I got my two by four. I got the American flag. ready to wrestle you're in the back of the dressing room and you're lacing up your boots and you're kind of thinking geez this guy i'm wrestling today is going to be awful tough you know he's over in the other dressing room he's big he's young and he's strong and he wants to make his name beating up old hacksaw so sometimes i do get a little apprehensive but then right before i go through the curtain i got the american flag over my shoulder hey!